New York Strip Steak, great bar menu, game day specials, 20 TVs at every NFL game with their NFL ticket. All at the Sheridan Sports Lounge inside the Best Western. Sheridan's all-new sports lounge with a new menu, wide selection of draft beers and cocktails. Sundays are for football. Come in and have some breakfast and cheer on your favorite team. And don't forget to play Sheridan Media's Pro Football Pick'em this week to win a $100 gift card to the Sheridan Sports Lounge. They're inside the Best Western on Maine. Shop your locally owned Napa Auto Parts store and your dollar supports Sheridan families and the local economy. Call Steve Thompson and his team first for hundreds of years of automotive experience. Auto, truck, ag, heavy duty and construction machines. If it's got a motor, Napa's got the parts and the know-how to get the job done right the first time. Nationally known, locally owned. It's not just a slogan, it's Napa Auto Parts Sheridan. Open seven days a week at 2018 Coffeen. This week on the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, the MLB regular season is slowly coming to a close. We break down the playoff races as well as some other news and notes. Then we switch over to some football, talk about the Cowboys' loss to BYU and the Broncos' somehow disastrous win against the 49ers, as well as the world's new favorite NFL play, the butt punt. We talk about that as well as the rest of the Sunday slate of games on the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast over on sharedmedia.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to fall into fall. Hi, this is Nikki with Roosters. We have lots of new goodies for fall, including fall coffee flavors, candles, potpourri, and a great assortment of puzzles, family activity dice, chat packs, Melissa and Doug toys, and our ever-popular giving line, including the giving bear, shawls, socks, and new items for men, too. Stop by, enjoy some Chicago roast coffee while you browse, and fall into fall at Roosters. 206 North Main in downtown Sheridan. Cowboy football hosts the San Jose State Spartans on October 1st in a Saturday night showdown. Kickoff is set for 5.30 p.m. Arrive early and check out the men's basketball open scrimmage at 3 p.m. in the Arena Auditorium before the game. Get your football tickets today at GoWIL.com or call 307-766-7220. We'll see you at War Memorial Stadium on October 1st as the Cowboys take on the Spartans. Life is uh, kind of what you make of it, I think. And, you know, if you're fortunate enough to be healthy and, and make it doing what you love to do, boy, that's worth quite a little because you're going to be here even if you hate it. The 5th Annual Wild Film Festival presents The Outside Circle, a film sharing stories from cowboys, western artists, ranchers, and Native Americans who bring their perspective and way of life into the world today. My biggest hope, I wish my people would open their eyes, change of heart, start taking care of themselves, praying, helping their kids, raise their kids, Bring back the culture. And that's going to be a fight. The Wild Film Festival, September 30th through October 2nd. Get your tickets at wildfilmfest.org. Are you ready for a new career? Your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette is in search of crew members and shift managers. Owner, Larry Storrow. Bob, one of the many benefits of working for McDonald's is our tuition assistance programs. You can earn a college degree through Colorado Technical University with 100% of your tuition covered. Or you can earn up to $3,000 in tuition assistance for Sheridan College or the University of Wyoming. Come in and we'll explain all the details. If you need your high school diploma, McDonald's will assist with that as well. Join the McDonald's team today. McDonald's working to brighten your future. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, the WIO Performing Arts and Education Center wants to take you back to the Renaissance for the WIO Gala 2022 with their production of Something Rotten, a production set in the 1590s. And so this morning I am joined by the WIO Theater Executive Director Aaron Butler, set design, costume design, and prop mistress at the WIO, Jenny Hall. Am I saying that right, Jenny? It's Jeannie. Jeannie. Jeannie Hall. I like that name. And actors, Zach Allen and A.J. Longhurst. Good morning, Wyo. 
morning. All right, Ellen. Or, uh, Ellen. See, I'm all over the place uh, today. You can call Aaron. me whatever you want. <laughs> a lot of people call me Ann. Ann, really? Yeah. Why Ann? Because if you say my name quickly, it sounds like Ann. Oh, so people don't actually, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I will use the proper pronunciation. All right, well, thanks. Aaron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With an E. Tell us what the Wyo Gala is. So the Wyo Gala is our the Wyo's only fundraising event of the, of the season. Um, typically, it's happened annually. Of course, the last two years we haven't been so fortunate because of COVID. So we've been a little bit on in hiatus on presenting the gala itself, as people might recognize it. Um, but this year we're excited. We have it back. Um, gala style, the thing that people love, you know, costumes and food and cocktails and a fabulous show. So, um, yeah, it's it's happening here. We're excited to have it. And, and again, it's our only fundraising event for the entire season. So so this is really our opportunity to raise a big chunk of money for our for the, the Wyos operating. So that's that's where all the money's going to go is mm-hmm. operation costs. Correct. Yep. And just kind of keep the doors open. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how much does it uh, cost? Ballpark figure mm-hmm. for the Wyo Theater <laughs> to remain open for a year. So, you know, it, it fluctuates, of course, but according to our budget, we're, we're right around $400,000. $400,000, keep that theater open. Believe yeah. it or not, that is less than I thought it would. You're yeah. working with someone of a shoestring budget up there. Oh, well, certainly. Jeannie knows a lot about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she's, she, it's creativity, doesn't it? Right, it pushes yeah. creativity. Yeah. What would we you do s- a lot with a little, um, intentionally, because, you know, one of the most important things for us in terms of how we operate is we, we receive a great deal of funding from our community, um, yeah. generous funding from our community. So we want to make sure that we're using those donor dollars properly. Absolutely. Um, so we try to we try to be as efficient as we can be. But I will say this, uh, you know, I have been to a production over there mm-hmm. and I've been through the while. Gene uh, gave me a, a great tour and it's amazing to see what you guys can do with that budget. And and so we want to help with that. If 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 you were to say the greatest expense of a typical season is, what would that be? Well, certainly our artist fees uh, would be the the greatest expense. So bringing folks in for our season um, is, you know, they cost a lot of money yeah. to get those people here. And, of course, we want to have high-quality talent, and we want to have a variety of that talent. Uh, so we, we do spend a tremendous amount of money in in that aspect, of course, payroll is always a large part of, of anybody's budget. Um, make sure our, we pay our folks as well as we're able. So, you know, it's, um, it's, a, it's a labor of love. It's yeah. what we do. Now, you don't have to say a name. Who's the most expensive act that you've had to pay to come in to Sheridan to your memory? Oh, yeah. Um, Dwight Yoakam. Really? Definitely. Yeah. He was a lot. How much? Uh, Not only was he, a, he was a lot in was so lot. many ways. <laughs> he was a lot of money. He was a lot of effort. He was a lot of he attitude. Was, he was a lot. <laughs> he was a lot. Great performer, though. Ah, yeah. My wow. mom loved him. <laughs> Absolutely loved him. <laughs> now, uh, tell me about the opening night of the gala, because this is the gala itself. This is something that we haven't been able to do for two years right. um, due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Something that I've actually been looking forward to attending yes. because you get to get all dressed up and, you know, who doesn't like doing that? Tell me what's going to happen. So it's, well, it's, it's, it's fabulous fun. So this, in years past, we've had a really great relationship with Frackletons. Um, of course, this year we're having to change that direction slightly for many reasons. One of which, of course, is that Frackletons is not available. Um, and so everything is happening at the YO theater this year. So, uh, the doors open at six. We encourage folks to dress up usually in the theme of the show, but of course it doesn't have to be the theme of the show. You can wear whatever you want. Um, but please do wear clothes. We encourage that. <laughs> uh, yes, do that. The emperor's new clothes. Yeah, That's no, not a costume. We don't, we don't need to do no, that. No. Um, but, but yeah, so six o'clock there's cocktails this year. Of course, the theme is welcome to the Renaissance. So we're tr- we're trying to kind of stick to that feel. Uh, so there'll be some some food and things that are sort of related to what you might think of in that time period. Yeah. Uh, some mead cocktails. Of course, there'll be drinks without alcohol for for those folks. 
Um, and some some fun games. Genie has come up with this really fun. What are we calling it? A cur- curse well, <laughs> curse well. Yep. So you can curse your friends, your family, <laughs> your, your exes. Um, nice. Throw little nice. curses into the well. Dollar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so there are those some fun activities at seven o'clock. We're going to try to usher folks into the theater. There'll be a live auction. We have some really, really great items for people and then, uh, the show. So, um, so, you know, of course the main focus is the performance. It'll be the opening night for everyone. So we're excited about that. And intermission is pretty short, uh, desserts and then back to the final act. And, uh, yeah, now (laughs) the night goes on this, this sounds like. A really fun event to attend. Are these usually pretty crowded? Yeah, we get about two hundred people. So that's pretty good. It, it is. It's great. And you, you know, consider the size of the space. It, it feels very full. Yeah. Um, when everyone's in the lobby. Where did this idea originally come from? Who? Who? Oh do you remember? Jeannie well, knows. Back in um, back in uh, ninety eight or ninety nine, the Yo did a um, version of. Um, Macbeth. Oh, not allowed to say it. Oh, yeah, you can say it in here. Not in the theater. Yeah. Um, they, did, <laughs> they did a version of Macbeth where they brought in a, pro, uh, a professional production into, and we had it at the Holiday Inn, and some local people were in the cast, and um, they encouraged people to dress up, and so... Like know, Shakespearean. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, they had the big round tables and had sold tables to various businesses and groups of people and people wore costumes um and from that then i think they just encouraged that each uh fall season when they did the show they did a frankenstein for two years uh and then we started doing just sort of you know plays and musicals that had come from broadway um the frankenstein was written by craig johnson and gib leibinger and it was sort of a play with a little bit of music, not a true musical. But anyway, it just was, you know, hey, the grown-ups want to dress up for Halloween. Yeah, it's always yeah. been around Halloween. Jeannie, uh, so. what was the, the, at which one did you have the most fun that you felt was the most silly or, or had the best time? Do you remember? M- me as a costumer? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, gee, I, <laughs> so I, many. somebody asked me recently uh, what my favorite costumes have been, and I really liked the costumes of the murderer mistresses from Chicago. Mm. You know, they were super. I like those costumes. I went pretty far, you know, yeah. pretty far afield from your Sheridan visual <laughs> book. Well, that's, that's the fun um, of it, right? And uh, these costumes are pretty fun. Um Gee, I, I'm not even, I'm blanking on the shows we've done to know, you know, what my favorite costumes have been. Tell me, help me, help me. Well, like even just at what gala that you remember, did you um, have the most fun? Did I? Did you have the most fun? Are you, you're out, you're. She's usually working. She's usually working. <laughs> um, yeah, golly. Um, Newsies was fun. Um it's fun. What's fun for me is watching the audience appreciate the performance. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, Drowsy Chaperone, that was fun. There were some fun costumes in that, and the set was fun. But, um, yeah, mostly I'm just sort of uh, making sure things look the way they're supposed to and and people are ready to do what they need to do. That really draws people in, though, yeah. uh, to the performance. Uh, Singing in the Rain was fun because we made it rain on the stage. Um, oh wow! That was an accomplishment, um, and we had some interesting costumes in that one. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, so a lot. Yeah. You've, you, there's a great memory to a lot of these. Oh, tons. Yeah. If once you you know your memory sticks with you, yeah. But if you're starting to lose your memory, <laughs> <laughs> then you have a problem. Aaron, how long is this party gonna last? Oh boy, um, <laughs> that's a funny question. So uh, we start at six. We encourage everyone to come at six because the the beginning piece is shorter than usual. It's only an hour. Um, The show itself is about two and a half with intermission. Uh, So, you know, we're looking at like 1030. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just for those folks that might have littles at home. Yeah. uh, If I can't make the gala. Right. I can still see the show. Totally. So the following week. 
Uh, we refer to the following week performances that as the quote unquote encore performances, um, the 20th through the 23rd, that's Thursday through Sunday. Uh, all those are at seven and then the Sunday matinees at two. And the, that's just, the, that's the, just the show without the party. Just the things. show itself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I do want to mention that our marketing is so fun. Um, and such, such a lively look. It's these great kind of caricatures and they're cartoony looking. Uh, it is not a kid's show. So PG-13 is what it's rated. Okay. I've, I've had parents ask me because they've gotten our little invitation and say, oh, this looks like a great kid's show. I'm like, well, two and a half hours with your kid watching this show. I don't think they like <laughs> might, might be a couple so, moments. So, yeah. and there's, you know, so there's some themes that, that aren't like super risque, but they're certainly not very for appropriate for like young, young people. Yeah. yeah. All right. When we come back, we're going to continue with the YO Theater as we get to know the people behind the production of Something Rotten. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. This announcement is brought to you by Farmers Co-op, your farm and ranch supply store on Coffin Avenue. LifeLink of Sheridan County delivers peace of mind. Are you concerned for a loved one's safety and independence? LifeLink provides alert systems that work in the home or on the go. 24-7, 365 days a year. Installation and maintenance are done by a local representative. No long-term contract, no service cancellation fee. For more information on LifeLink, call Terry at 307-751-9348. Opening a new business can be stressful. Cloud Peak Accounting will get you over the hurdles of establishing and launching your new business. Like setting up your bookkeeping and payroll systems, registering with all government agencies, tax planning and compliance, and all the other details you haven't even thought of yet. Whether you've been in business for years or are contemplating the launch of a new business, contact Cloud Peak Accounting for a consultation. Visit cloudpeakcpa.com. This week on the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, the MLB regular season is slowly coming to a close. We break down the playoff races as well as some other news and notes. Then we switch over to some football, talk about the Cowboys' loss to BYU and the Broncos' somehow disastrous win against the 49ers, as well as the world's new favorite NFL play, the butt punt. We talk about that as well as the rest of the Sunday slate of games on the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast over on sharedmedia.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. The Wyo Performing Arts and Education Center will take you back to the Renaissance for Wyo Gala 2022 with their production of Something Rotten, a production set in the 1590s. You can be a part of this celebration on the opening night of October 15th, beginning at 6 p.m. There's going to be food, drink, costume contests straight out of Shakespeare's closet. Proceeds from this gala will go to the production, er, and the production itself, will go to benefit the operation costs of the 2022-23 season of the Y.O. Theater. And this morning, I am joined by the Y.O. Theater Executive Director Aaron Butler, set design, costume design, and prop mistress at the Y.O., Jeannie Hall, and actors Zach Allen and A.J. Longhurst. Now, Jeannie, what got you into set design in the first place? Well, I, for several years now, I've been doing uh, set decoration where, you know, someone else has designed this and built the set and I come in and put the stuff on it, the curtains or the whatever it might be of the prop pieces. The flare. Yeah, just make it look like it needs to look. And so this year, um, when we decided to do something rotten, I'd seen it on Broadway and I had a, sort of a vision for what we could do with our stage. Our stage isn't huge, and we generally have these big casts. And um, 
So Marva, our director, Marva Kraft, always likes to have as much floor space as possible. So I just said, well, how about if I figure this out to give her maximum floor space for all the dance numbers and the various things that need to happen? Um, And just came up with the idea of how to do it and talked with Verl Averett, our, um, our technical director, and we kind of figured out how we could make that happen. So. How long did it take you to actually build these sets? And, and I can only imagine, Jeannie, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you want all the floor space that you can get. So it's kind of how are we going to reach uh, you know, maximum occupancy here by utilizing just the edges of the stage? Yeah. So Paul Jolovich um, did the building of these uh, standardized flats, eight by four foot flats that we then figured out how to make that, you know, into the building that we need to have on stage that will function as the exterior of the theater, the interior of uh, AJ and Zach's house, um, and the interior of the theater that then AJ's character is a is an actor, as, as is Zach's character. They're actors and playwrights and they're putting on a play. So half of that will be a house, the other half will be a theater, and then eventually the entire thing will be a theater and it'll open and close. It's um, some ingenious engineering by, by Paul Jolovich. And, um, and so then on the sides, we'll have these other flats that look like a Tudor streetscape. And I, I'll be honest, I went, I watch a lot of British television and... Um, <laughs> One of the shows that I like to watch is called Escape to the Country. <laughs> I have a favorite uh, presenter from that show. And they go into a lot of, uh, you know, British towns with this Tudor architecture is still quite prevalent in these small villages. And so basically I just took ideas from from what I've seen, you know, of actual British villages. Absolutely. And so... Fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, I think it was Picasso who said, good artists create, great artists steal. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And now, Aaron, real quick, tell me, uh, what is something rotten about? What what is what is the play itself about? Well, I don't know that I'm the right person to to describe it since I'm not in it, but I will give you a brief overview. Um, Essentially, it's uh, (laughs) it's a very funny script. So so the idea is that these brothers um, Nick and Nigel Bottom, who are played by Zach and, and AJ, um, are, you know, they're in the 15, late 15th, 16th, 16th century, 15, yeah, 1590. Uh, anyway, and, and they are, you know, they want to make it in, in the theater world and they just can't quite, you know, they can't get quite past this guy, this obnoxious guy who's writing all the best stuff and dang it if his name isn't Shakespeare. So, uh, <laughs> he is so annoying. Yeah, he's just the worst. So Nigel, right? That's your character. Nick. Yep, Nick. Sorry, I always think that Nigel should be the older name. Seems it seems like a better it one. Does. Than Nick. Anyway, yeah, it does. Anyway, <laughs> Nick goes to a soothsayer, her soothsayer, who then predicts the future of theater, that it's going to be singing and dancing and this bizarre thing called a musical. So Nick sets out to create a musical, but they, you know, they're doing it, so they know much more about it than I. Now so uh, I do have to jump in about Nick and his name. So Nick Bottom, uh, um, Midsummer Night's Dream, Nick Bottom is a character in a Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, really? And he's the one that um, Puck turns into a donkey. <laughs> he's, uh, it, that's kind of his personality. Well, because he's an overactor. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, the, he's the, the one in the troupe that is the overactor of the ones, and so he literally makes an ass of himself. <laughs> I, I did Shakespeare. Does anybody happen to know happen to know someone named Nick Bottom that he was just not fond of, <laughs> quite? Or you know he had this way about writing that kind of stuff in. Yeah. Now, real quick, Jeannie, yeah. the costumes. Yeah. How much work went into making sure that we're looking at 1590s Renaissance England? Well, um, a fair amount, and. Um, it's been fun. I have some people helping me uh, with construction, and um, they'll be listed in the program. But, uh, you know, it really is about uh, finding the patterns. And so I was able to secure patterns um, 
from some travels around the country and wow. fabric from places where I visited and uh, and basically, you know, tried to come up with a look that is relatively authentic looking. And then in these fantasy sequences, I've gone pretty far afield and, you know, it doesn't look like uh, the 1590s at all because there's this fantasy sequence where they come up with this musical idea and uh, AJ's character uh, envisions uh, in another fantasy sequence, he envisions, you know, being a successful playwright. And so that's going to have another kind of look. Um, and then we end up in America and that has to have a look. So it's just been a wild ride of trying to figure everything out. It's it's a puzzle. It's honestly a puzzle. Yeah. And whenever I'm up there, I'm looking at the puzzle pieces and just trying to make it all make sense in my head so I can help it make sense to the actors. Now, when it does come, when it comes to character, uh, I'm going to start over here with you, Zach. Wonderful. Could you, cause you've been so quiet yes. <laughs> now. What, ins- what inspired you to take up acting in the first place? Well, that's a, that's kind of a funny story. I, uh, when I moved up here to Sheridan around 10 years ago, I was trying to find out like what I wanted to do and I started in music like in elementary school with like piano lessons and uh, singing in choir and I didn't know if that was for me so I tried sports I did hockey for about half a season and then um, I think it was the summer of my sixth grade year I went to baseball tryouts and I did that whole thing. And then when I got back into the car, my mom was like, hey, they're putting on a production down at the YO. And I was like, I'll do that instead because I didn't want to do baseball. Yeah. So yeah. I ended up taking my first role as Pinocchio in Shrek Jr., which completely changed uh, my vision for my future. And I realized that that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So, what, what what was it, Zach? What was it? Uh, so you played Pinocchio, your first time on stage. Can you remember it? Yeah. What what was the spark? What was it that you were like? You know what? This is it. This is this is what I want to do. I think I've always felt like um, I was born for it because I really enjoy watching audiences' reactions. Yeah. Because doing that sort of thing, uh, like doing entertainment for people. It makes them happy or it can make them sad. It can make them feel things that they usually don't feel every single day. So giving that to the audience is what gives me the drive to continue doing this. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, who's your character that you play? I play Nigel Bottom in this production. So are you the little brother? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find Nigel inside yourself? Um, so Nigel is like this really nervous and awkward kind of person, and he's not very like super confident in his work. And I can super relate to that because I feel nervous and awkward all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I think there's a lot of us who do. We're just oh, really yeah. good at covering it up, right? Oh, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, so like the nervousness and awkwardness like feeds into my everyday life. And uh, there's like the confidence part of it too where part of my life um, there's like the um, insecurity and confident, like the lack of confidence. But... I, Toward the end of the show, it's being brought out that Nigel is, like, creating something fantastic. So, like, through his efforts and stuff, he stops being so insecure and starts being more confident, which is kind of what my life has kind of been like. Yeah, yeah. So. That's amazing. Yeah, because, you know, there are people out there who walk around every day, and, and boy, they look confident. They look oh, like yeah. they've, they've got it all under control, and there's no way they would crawl on that stage. That, yeah. There's no way they would get up there and do what you do. Yeah. So that's amazing. And it's great to hear that you can identify with this character's growth on, on such a personal level. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that kind of drive that gives fantastic performances. AJ, tell me who you play. 
I play Zach's older brother, Nick Bottom. You play the ass. <laughs> I play the ass. Fantastic, AJ. So tell me about Nick. So Nick Bottom, uh, Shakespeare used to be in his, uh, in his acting troupe. And uh, Nick started to become jealous of Shakespeare because he, he was more talented, yeah. honestly. And uh, so he convinced Shakespeare to get out of the troupe uh, because he thought, well, you'd be a better writer than an actor because he didn't want to share the limelight. Right, right. Well, that backfired on him. <laughs> a little bit. Um, and now Nick uh, has a wife, um, has a child on the way, has a little brother that he's trying to take care of. And he's just trying really hard to make ends meet and trying to get that one big hit that is going to really do it for the Bottom Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Now, AJ, you perform and have been performing uh, for how many years? Um, here in Sheridan, uh, I've been here for nine years, done 11 full-length productions. Uh, before that, I was in Salt Lake. Uh, I've been performing for about 30 years. Wow. Wow, you don't look old enough to be performing for 30 years, my <laughs> friend. What what started you down that path? Well, my one of my older brothers, uh, he bought the, the double cassette tape of The Phantom of the Opera. Oh, wow, yeah. And we plugged that into our little crappy boombox and listened to that and... The music did something. I I felt things that I hadn't ever felt yeah. when listening to music before. If the fire was started, and uh, and I learned every word, learned every lyric, and uh, would sing along. And and people uh, kind of said, "Well, why don't you know? Have you have you thought about doing this? Have you thought about auditioning for anything?" And I hadn't before. And, uh, so I kind of started in, <coughs> in elementary school, I started, um, learning little speeches and little things from movies. Like monologues. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and just kind of trying them out on my friends and everything. And, and it turned out to be fun and they liked it. And so, yeah. That's fantastic. And so again, kind of like, kind of like with Zach, you were, to an extent, you feel like you were born to do this? Absolutely. Because you're, I mean, you do magic on the side, don't you? I do. And and from what I hear, you're fantastic at that. Uh, a lot of people have talked about you coming in here. And uh, one of these days, I would like you to do a trick for me. One of these <laughs> days, I would love to do that. Uh, when we've got a little bit more time. Where, where in your own life were you able to find Nick so that you could really portray him the way that you wanted to? I went back to uh, right after high school. So in high school, I played the leads in all of the shows. And uh, I went and auditioned for a, for a regional theater. And I was pretty full of myself. I had a pretty big head. I thought that I was just the best. Yeah. And uh, I got a pretty big dose of reality when I went and auditioned for a regional theater. And uh, so looking at Nick and realizing that he thinks that he's got it, that he's really got it, but really deep down, he understands that he's not as talented as Shakespeare. Yeah. He's just not there. And so going back to that kind of reality check for me and uh, the growth in the, of this character throughout the show, he hits that wall in the show and he, he realizes that, he should have listened to his family. He should have listened to his friends. He, he, uh, he's talented, but he was a little too big for his britches. Yeah. And so that's been kind of where I found Nick. Yeah. Wow. Also, again, pulling something so personal, you know, it, and it, that's got to be a form of growth for both of you. Uh, you know, as actors, uh, being able to reach back and say, wow, I can identify with this person because of this. So I've, I've got to take a quick commercial break, but I just want to ask a quick yes or no question. Is performing parts like this almost like a therapy where you can look back on that and reflect on things in your past like that? Always. 
Always. Always. Absolutely. Fantastic. Man, that is, that's just awesome. All right, when we return, we're going to continue with the Y.O. Theater, and we're going to learn a little bit more about the production of Something Rotten. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Share it. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support, personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. Having your own business can be overwhelming. Parker Mellinger can make your life easier with our payroll preparation, accounting, and tax services. Our fixed price agreement is set according to your needs and features unlimited phone calls and meetings for one monthly fee. Choose only the services you need, and we will tailor them to fit your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. Sheridan Orthopedic Associates continues its over 50-year tradition of surgical excellence in Northeast Wyoming and Southern Montana with the addition of Dr. Jory Wasserberger, a Wyoming native and fellowship trained at the Mayo Clinic in Orthopedic Sports Medicine. Dr. Wasserberger joins a team of highly rated surgeons providing spine, sports, hand, hip, knee, and shoulder surgery, joint replacement, and more, including emergency care 24-7-300 65 days a year. Visit us at SheridanOrtho.com to learn more. Bye-bye, my good boy. Be good while we go on vacation. Ah, Parents get so uptight leaving us precious pets behind, but when they leave us in the quality care of McGraw's Paws, they really have nothing to worry about. We get lots of love and attention from the trained staff. This place is so nice, clean, safe, and pretty darn comfortable, so we dogs and cats have a good time while they're away. Plus, it's in a convenient in-town location for our humans. McGraw's Paws, 1820 Gabriel Court, next to Second Chance Cat Rescue. Call 307 381-2184. We're taking in advance reservations. This is Amity Allman with the Best Real Estate Team bringing you the best tip of the week. Interest rates are on the rise, but I have some great advice for you. Marry the house and date the rate. What goes up must come down. So buy that house you love at today's rate and refinance later. For more helpful tips, call me, Amity Allman, or another member of the Best Real Estate Team at 675-BEST. Or visit our website at bestwi.net. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. The Wyoming Performing Arts and Education Center wants to take you back to the Renaissance for the Wyo Gala 2022 <laughs> with their production of Something Rotten, a production set in the 1590s. Now, you can be a part of this gala celebration on the opening night of October 15th at 6 p.m. Food, drink, a costume contest. Uh, I love how she says this straight out of Shakespeare's closet. Uh, There's always going to be a theme, and uh, you don't have to dress up as this theme, but uh, be a part of the show. I think that'd be fantastic. And with me this morning to talk about all this, I'm joined by the Y.O. Theater Executive Director, Aaron Butler. Set design, costume design, and prop mistress at the Y.O., Jeannie Hall. And actors, Zach Allen and A.J. Longhurst. Now, we've talked about uh, some inspiration. Where, where does it all come from? We've talked about just exactly who these characters are and where they get their inspiration. And I want to return to that because it was a very personal thing for, for both of our actors here. And uh, off break, we talked about, uh, you know, uh, how productions like this can really hit chords within all of us and in our histories. And so, 
Zach, how many productions have you done in total? Well, since I started in Sheridan, I have done like around 20 shows, 20 productions. And I, I know it's always hard, but what would you say was your favorite production that you've done? <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think Newsies was the, probably the best show for me because I got to, uh, play Jack Kelly, who was this super confident ladies man. And he's like starting this like revolution basically. And that was totally like the opposite of who I was. Yeah. So, um, when I found that and like played him, it like, I had to like deep, really like, like deep down and dig. And then, like portray this character who I had like, no, like it it was, it was super, super difficult. And, uh, then playing him, it kind of gave me like this, Oh, like this is like part of who I am now is Jack Kelly. And that made me become more confident in myself. And, um, the ladies man part is kind of still like, (laughs) we're all still working on that right (laughs) (laughs) but like we said before the break uh, you know portraying certain individuals on stage especially in front of so many people this can be like a therapeutic action something you know where you're digging down and you've got to be something that you don't feel that you are so you've got to find that within you Mm -hmm. and and how long did it take you to sit and really think about it and, and and dig jack i think Opening night of the show. Was, <laughs> you hadn't it achieved was, it until you're right uh, there. It was it was that soon, um, because it was very difficult throughout the whole rehearsal process to like find him, and to understand who he was, until I got into costume and I got under those lights, and I was surrounded by all these uh, people that I've been with for a very long time, and as soon as those lights came up, I was like, "This is him." I'm Jack. I'm Jack. Wow. AJ, what about you? What, 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 out of all the productions that you've done, what would you say would be like the one that you tell your great-grandchildren about? <laughs> you've got them sitting in front of you and you're like, you know what, this one time, this. This is an easy answer for me. The man in the chair in Drowsy Chaperone. <laughs> the man in, tell me about that. So Drowsy Chaperone is a show about uh, it opens up with this guy sitting in his apartment and he starts talking to the audience and introduces the audience to his favorite musical, The Drowsy Chaperone. And then he puts the record on and he starts telling about all of the actors that are on the recording and starts telling about the, uh, the production history and how it came together. And while he is giving this exposition on the show, the show materializes on the stage behind him. Oh, how cool. And so I loved that show because I got to be in the show, but I got to watch the show every single night because my little apartment was just off of the stage. And so I got to pick up the needle and stop the show and say, this is my favorite part right here, you know, where this person is doing this and then put the needle back down and the show continues on because I've done that in real life, you know, (laughs) sharing my, you know, when, when you find a new TV show and you're, you tell your friends, you know, Oh, you're going to love this. And you pause it and you say, Oh, (laughs) this part right here, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or or they talked over something. So you're like, Oh, I gotta go back. Oh, I gotta go back. You gotta (laughs) see this. And so, uh, so being able to be a part of the show and to be able to watch all of these amazing performers every night of that show was just, it was an experience like no other. Yeah. Yeah. To an extent, were you playing yourself in that performance? Uh, partially. Um, it was, uh, (coughs) it was more about, um, portraying the excitement yeah. that you can have over a musical theater production. Yeah. Because 
you know, some people like Nick in this show, he's when he finds out that musicals are going to be the next big thing. He says, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And it'll never happen. It'll never work. It's never going to catch on, (laughs) you know? And the funny thing is, is that while he's saying that he's singing it. Yeah. He's saying nobody's going to believe that people are going to break out into song. And he's doing this while singing. <laughs> and That's so awesome. the, the absurdity of, of it, you know, that some people don't get musicals. Yeah. And that's okay. But for those of us that do get them and love them, The Drowsy Chaperone was me being able to be the ultimate fanboy of musicals and just let all of that go. That's fantastic. Jeannie, when we talk about the costuming for this, you said, you know, it gathering them through your travels. Mm -hmm. Now, did you, are you guys sitting down with patterns, looking at this, cutting the patterns and sewing these things? Yeah. Oh, Oh, that is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. So, you know, a lot of times people think about theater and they think, well, I'm sure there's like some warehouse somewhere that we could just buy these costumes from. But you, you you break it down to the pattern and make it yourself in-house. Yeah, we, um, you know, we, because this is a fundraiser, we try to keep our expenses um, as, as low as possible. And sure, you can rent costumes from the major costume houses across the country. And, you know, the whole entire cast could have but our chorus people, some of our chorus people have eight costumes. These wow. uh, these two and our, our female leads, they each only have two costumes. But these the kids that are playing, you know, multiple roles, yeah. um, they have to look different for each time they're coming out. So um, to keep costs down, we, first of all, we do have a, a really wonderful collection of costumes at the Wyo Theater. It's a, a community collection. Uh, the Carriage House had a collection from the Civic Theater Guild that is now over uh, at the YO. And the tandem production costumes are also there at the YO. But we didn't really have very much from the 1590s. Right, so yeah. So that meant we had to construct a lot of things. Now, the high school, back uh, in the day, Sue Henry would put on these madrigal dinners and they were, um, they, there was a set of costumes, you know, for that era. And then we did a show at the high school called uh, Once Upon a Mattress. And we had made a lot of things for that show, uh, which is also in this same general time span. So between some of those things from the high school and constructing what we need to construct... Um, we're coming up with what these people are going to be wearing. So it's and it's not like every single costume had to be made from scratch. We could we could grab a little bit from over here. Right. This looks historically accurate. Let's grab that hat. Yeah. So, but how much of it did you have to sit down? And and I've I've only got about three minutes left, and I want to go over the time right. and place. Right. But how much of it did you have to sit down and go? You know what? This is going to have to be done from top to bottom. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, <laughs> Probably, um, yeah. Gosh, it's very hard to quantify because uh, I don't, a lot. <laughs> come, come see the show. Ninety percent. Ninety percent. That's an amount. A lot come, is an amount. If you come see the show, and after the show, you come up to me, and and I'll tell you each and everything that was made from scratch, and where I got the things that weren't made from scratch. Right. But you know what? Um, there are 34 people in this cast, or 39 now that we have those. Uh, we have some cameo. We have some surprise cameo folks who are coming on for uh, little walk-on bits. And we have 11 people in the band, and they're all going to have a hat. Um, so so in terms of number, my daughter said, how many costumes do I think we are going to have in this show? And it's probably going to be about 150 costumes. Wow. Um, wow. With all those changes. All right. I've only got two minutes left. And Aaron, you wanted to tell me something that was very specific about this show and the music involved in it. Well, yeah. I just wanted to mention the band. Jeannie kind of already alluded to it. But um, there is a live a live orchestra uh, that we jam in front of the Y.O. stage. How amazing it's is that? It's so great to have live music um, to accompany these great, uh, great singers and actors. So uh, Kathy McNichol does a fabulous job with them. And we are so grateful for them. 
Um, and I also want to mention how many volunteers it takes. Jeannie's sort of already mentioned the hours that she's put in, but it is uh, so many people that are doing this just because they love theater, they love the YO, uh, and they want to give the community a great, a great event. So we are grateful to them for supporting us, for sure. And, and folks, this is a live band with great performers. I mean, it, this really does sound like a gala event. And uh, so, Aaron, real quick, one more time, where and when? Will this event take place? Uh, Gala night, October 15th at the YO Theater at 6 p.m. Encore performances the 20th through the 23rd. You can get your tickets at yotheater.com. How much are tickets? Uh, 125 for the gala, and then encores are 28, 25, and 20. And remember, folks, all the proceeds from this are going to go to help keep the YO Theater doors open and keep these fantastic productions happening. This is your theater Get out there and support it. Wyo, I want to thank you for coming in and speaking with me today and, and being so candid and being so open about everything. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for having us. All right. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Shared. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. At Stiefel, our focus is on you, your needs, and your goals. You won't be plugged into a one-size-fits-all model. This is Jeff Tomlinson, financial advisor and branch manager at Stiefel. We practice a service model where our clients can share their vision and ask questions. Regardless of your situation, our guidance is driven by your investment needs. Call us at 307-672-3434 to talk about your financial goals. Stiefel Nicholas & Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Wyoming Corporate Office is located at 30 North Gould Street in Sheridan, and they provide a myriad of services. What is a registered agent, you may ask? The real question is, what aren't they? Wyoming Corporate Office can assist you in forming your LLC or Wyoming-based corporation, provide mail forwarding service, and accept legal and financial documents, and so much more. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. Are you ready for a new career? Your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette is in search of crew members and shift managers. Owner, Larry Storo. Bob, one of the many benefits of working for McDonald's is our tuition assistance programs. You can earn a college degree through Colorado Technical University with 100% of your tuition covered. Or you can earn up to $3,000 in tuition assistance for Sheridan College or the University of Wyoming. Come in and we'll explain all the details. If you need your high school diploma, McDonald's will assist with that as well. Join the McDonald's team today. McDonald's working to brighten your future. You know, the pioneers cross. ...in locating water, drilling in pumps, even solar-powered water wells. So for water wells and all that goes with them, look for 307 Wildcat Well Service in the Country Bounty, and you too will have cool, clean water. Water... Water. It's Thursday, and that means it's time for Hot Buys over on SheridanMedia.com. We have a bunch of items from local retailers, all starting at half off of retail value. We have gift certificates from Designing Dinners, Midland Market, Firewater Smokehouse Grill, and Sheridan Horse Palace, as well as a leather recliner from Moss Holders and a youth ATV from Hando Service Center. You can find those items and a bunch more over on Hot Buys. Bidding is easy. Just go to SheridanMedia.com, click on the Hot Buys banner on the homepage, find the items you're looking for, and place your bids. Hurry, though. Bidding ends tonight. Eddie. 